This episode of Echoes in the Bones is brought to you by the Institute of Cultural Policy and Innovation, ICPI. ICPI, providing services in business development and coaching. ICPI, leaders in online training in event planning and intellectual property. Visit our website today at www.icpi-ja.com. Okay. No. All right. Welcome to another episode of Echoes right. in the Bones. It is the podcast where we talk about technology, entrepreneurship, and culture. And we have with us a very esteemed personality, my good friend Clyde McKenzie. And we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. When Clyde and I get together, we don't have to have a theme. We don't have to have a, an idea as to what we are going to talk about. In fact, most of the times, it is just a natural conversation that goes into some fascinating uh, areas. And so I think that what don't what that, what's not broken, let's not fix it. So Clyde, <laughs> what is happening these days? <laughs> Tell me. Well. <laughs> So much, so much happening in the music business. Uh, we see, for example, some fest uh, that was quite a successful venture. I thought, in yeah. number of respects, in terms of the aesthetics, the production, I thought that was good. Uh, hmm. You know, you you always will get the lingering concerns, and people are never totally satisfied, and that's something that you will understand in any human system. I thought that the King Jammy's tribute of which you were a part was very good. I I I really think that the the concept shows the, the, the concept items, something that um are things that I think the promoters of Sumfest should really pay more attention to. I mean, what I saw with Dave Kelly last year was particularly outstanding. And what happened with Jammies again, it it has an educational component and it does have the entertainment aspect to it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this should be something that is promoted. And, and I think from a cost standpoint, <laughs> you know, if I'm doing business, I would look at that because it brings a lot of value as expensive sometimes as bringing even one act. How you do, how you do it is, is, is a question of how you are going to make money from it. But I think the whole idea, the Freddie McGregor, um, which was kind of a concept uh, show idea, I thought that was also very good, despite all the kinds of comments you have been getting, some negative. I, I am one who believe that that was a historic performance. Um, it might not have been his greatest performance, but it was. It might not have been his best performance, but I think it perhaps was its was his best, his greatest performance, right? Because yeah, I mean, technically he might not have been up to his usual level, but I think in terms of what it meant emotionally and otherwise, it is his greatest performance to date. And um, for me, that was very, very important. I mean, there there are other people who have their own comments about the festival but in the main i think it was largely positive and yeah. and i think joe and his his team can take a bow for it you know because um 
they they did what they should in the main have done. Um, I heard a little muttering that they would be considering using non-reggae acts as part of the lineup for next year. That is something I would personally discourage because if it's a reggae festival, it should remain um, as such. I understand the financial considerations and all of that and, you know, but I think in point of fact, Joe was able to turn a corner when he started making it a, a, a veritable reggae festival and not trying to bring the Beyonce's and the Cardi B's of this world to, to the festival. So I think it, it is something, Dennis, that you and I know, we have experienced, um, where you can't be all things to all people. I mean, and reggae, 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 reggae Sumfest has to recognize that. We did 32 years ago at IRFM when we decided that it was going to be an all reggae station. And many were the detractors who told us that yeah, this thing work. can't work. But for bringing some, play some folk or do some yeah. other things. You I know, remember those, those utterances. <laughs> you see? So I think um, Joe might have to take a, another look if if he's thinking that he has to go outside of the reggae genre and the dance okay. genre. Like, I don't think he has to, you know, because what I think, and I think what is missing right now from the festival is that there are many reggae bands and reggae artists that are non-Jamaican and they have a big following. Big, big following. That is, and that's where, where that's I think where, that's where, in other words, don't look outside, don't look outside. Don't look outside reggae. I'm saying, look now for the soldiers. Look for the magic. UB40s that yeah. have big following. That when they come, if you tell people that these groups are coming, you're going to have, you, you, you're catering to a new audience in terms of bringing some people here. People who normally come here for some fest. You know, and a lot of these bands, they really want to work in Jamaica. A lot of these people who follow these bands, some of them would not come for a reggae song fest in its current iteration, but they will come if some of their their acts are, are, are coming to Jamaica. Yeah. And I think that is where we that is where we have to concentrate. And I think that is that is a great recommendation, Dennis. That is where the real source of growing the festival is. Mm. If they can look to that in that direction, I think they can grow the, the, the festival almost exponentially. Yeah, and you can do it in, in both nights, you know, because guess what? There is a growing uh, amount of people from in Africa, from in Panama, and all of these places that are actually what we would call dancehall artists. So on That's both correct. nights, you could have an international kind of vibe. We're international flavor. Yeah, and then on the on the in, on the on the last night, you could have the, the you could have even UB for the tribute to them. You could have you know uh, all of these big bands that are very popular popular elsewhere to come and 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 under them things. You have African bands, you have African dancehall artists, and so make it become a real internationally flavored Inter reggae dancehall festival. Because what is happening is that, I mean, and, and we can't compare because they have bigger natural audiences. But the European festivals, they, they have remained purists. 
they have not adulterated their 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 festivals um with other music forms i mean they have stuck to the original script and i think based on what you're saying too that reggae some fest can stick to the original script and they can do well by sticking to that script because in point of fact trying to appeal to some of these artists from other genres can be prohibitively expensive you know and some of these acts these reggae acts that have big following them not them not them not exorbitantly expensive to bring here but not so, only that not only that they they would it would be such an honor for them to perform in jamaica that's that correct they, wouldn't, they would not some people would have come for free that's <laughs> correct so, you know? so I, I think that is something that is something that we need to look at because i mean if it's a reggae festival it's a reggae festival and 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 i think right that even in terms of our choices i mean let's face it burning spear don't perform on 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 on, on reggae song fest and i could give you a list of artists that have not i mean with international appeal who have not performed. So I think Joe might need to give it a second look and say, listen, I know we, 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 we might think that we have overplayed some of these acts, um, but it is, it is maybe a question of looking deeper into the pool of potential artists that we have and um, from overseas and elsewhere mm -hmm. and bring that together. And, and, and I mean, you think, I mean, just throw your mind to a tribute or a feature with 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 a Derek Morgan and and and, and big you and and some of these people. I mean, just the same way that we had the the the, the, the tribute to King Jammy. Just think of all of those possibilities and what we could do with that. It is, it is mind-blowing, believe it or not, you know. I think Tony Rebel might be onto a formula, you know, because, you know, the acts that Tony bring most times, you know, are not those that are very expensive and big names and with current hits, you know. But they are great entertainers who have a certain value in terms of how people see them. And boy, when you go to those performances when you see those performances they're top flight the production at some fest is is you know top class i think they just need now to work those little little issues in terms of no decide okay this is a veritable reggae festival and we're going to be drawing acts from all over the world black brown blue yellow pink right and bring them and expose them and have a great festival. I think that will work. Um, I think what will have to happen, that there will have to be less concentration on America in terms of the marketing, because I think that is where the, 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 the bulk of the marketing efforts have been focused. And I think we need, we need to move that from there and take it maybe to a place like Europe. I mean, yeah. not, not that you're going, to, you're going to disregard America, you know, because America have great accent, Canada and so on, but also to look to Europe and see in terms of their marketing to bring people, audience coming from there, because I don't think we focus heavily on Europe and on Africa. Mm -hmm. And that's where, I mean, we can get a bulk of people coming from there. 
One of the things I want us to talk before we move on to another topic is the fact that what was 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 what was very successful about the Jamis presentation is 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 that it was produced and scripted, and and that's one of the and and I'm just I'm not saying this because I was involved and I was kind of one of the involved in the production, but we we made an effort to write a script to do the rehearsal along the lines of the script. And so it came across in a very organized. And yeah, a lot it was organized. Yeah. A lot of people across. said it was very educational. And, and when, when, when you get somebody to say, boy, it was educational, while most of it was really about the performances, you really score big because a lot of people came up to me and said, boy, that was so good. I learned so much. But it never detracted from the performance aspect of it. And so I, 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 I want to hope that anytime Sumfest is doing that kind of a presentation, which is a winner, they, they would, would, they would make sure that it, the, 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 the people involved do it in a, in a, do in a way that, in a way that the production level and didactic. Yeah, it should, it should be teaching people, educating people, while at the same time. We should be making sure that 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 um people are properly entertained and mm -hmm. and the jammies thing because I mean given the contribution that jammies has made to modern popular music yeah. because I like to talk about not just Jamaican music when you're speaking about jamming mm -hmm. because his influence is far reaching on modern pop music on 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 reggaeton and whatever we're talking about his 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 influence is 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 huge and i think what we have to do with productions like those is to situate and position these people and make people understand the contribution that a king jammy has made to popular culture and i think that 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 is where that might have scored big the other night what, what what's your take on the the state of the current music and the fact that we have not had uh, any kind of international success for the last couple of years? Uh, what what are we doing wrong? What are the obstacles why we we have not really uh, you know we consistently. Have a have a period where we have a one or two songs that make it big internationally. The last one was Omi, cheerleader, and since then, yeah, we have not really had any major kind of. Well, that was mass that was massive. That was massive. Big, big, in big. In terms big. of yeah. So you know, what I'm... what are what are what are we doing wrong, and what else is keeping us from doing that? Because sometimes you know people want to blame. Jamaica and the Jamaican music industry as the reason why we are not successful. But they don't understand that sometimes those things are deliberate and we are almost on the periphery and kept out of certain opportunities. So where you stand on, on, on our current dilemma? All right. I mean, there, there have been systemic problems, which you would know and you, you have spoken about. So there are structural problems. Uh, the fact that we don't own the the modes of distribution and the the promotional systems 
is, is definitely a retardant to our being able to expose ourselves in the way that we want to. I mean, so that, that's a limitation. Um, I think, to be honest with you, there has also been some self-inflicted wounds. Uh, we as artists, as managers, as industry personnel from Jamaica have committed some egregious, I don't want to call them mistakes, but that could be that, 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 that I mean, because there are mistakes, there are mistakes. There are mistakes. Yeah. And blunders. Major blunders. And as a result of that, I mean, the music has been held back. Uh, the fact that we have not um, been punctual, been reliable, um, adhere to agreements, all of those things have hurt the, 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 the music. I keep telling people, I will keep using Bob Marley as a reference point, but I keep telling people, I searched high and low to find an instance in which Bob Marley was paid to do a show and he never turned up and I can't find it. Maybe somebody else will help me to do so, but I'm still searching high and low to find that. And that to me is indicative of some of the, 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 the issues that we have because it clearly shows me that, look, it was that Bob got opportunities that other Jamaican artists didn't get. Peter Tosh, Bonnie Wheeler, Jimmy Cliff, many, many other acts got opportunities similar to Bob's. Now, the question that must be asked is why was his situation different from the others? Because was he more talented, quote unquote? I don't know if, if, if that's the case. I mean, you know, you have brilliant artists. I mean, all of these people we talk about are brilliant, but they're as we talk, we talk about the, 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 the media opportunities and those kind of things. And we could talk about the challenges when we were signed to record labels and, and, and the, 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 the hybridized music, which nobody really appreciated. We could go in a, a, a long litany of, 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 of things. But I think if you're talking about today, what is happening, I think, in terms of if we talk about the music qualitatively, I think what is the real challenge is that production today is not as much a team effort as it used to be. And what is happening is that, you know, a man go on in computer and him get a little thing and, I mean, two man bitch up a thing. Technically, sometimes it works. I mean, people hear it, they might have a little groove and thing and thing. But when a man put it on a proper system and spread it out and you look and you see all the spurious in, in, in the thing and and, and 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 I mean the thing improperly mixed and all of that. I mean and that is that is that is a challenge that we have all the time. And so that poses a whole heap of problems for the this generation of 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 musicians, of producers, of artists, because sometimes what they are putting out cannot stand up to the international scrutiny. Absolutely. Hear what, hear what, I think, I think also, Clyde, let, I want to address this issue. 
I think ja Jamaican music is at a crossroad. It has, a, it has an identity crisis. We are not, we don't know what we're doing in terms of what kind of music we are producing. We have been stuck in to the label dancehall for the last mm -hmm. 40 years, mm -hmm. 40 years. And the music in terms of its structure, in terms of its expression, in terms of it has evolved. composition, it has evolved. And we're mm -hmm. still stuck in to call, in fact, dancehall has become synonymous with popular culture. Anything that is popular, we label it dancehall. And, and, and that has, it has been a major problem for our advancement because it has, it has marketing implications and 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 a suppose challenge to to in that area mm -hmm. you know and then, uh, and then we 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 we, we kind of have a unilateral approach to our culture the, our culture our popular culture has so many facets to it it is not just dancehall or it is not just money pull up it is not just going to a, a, a dance in the ghetto that can be considered popular culture. The, the, the soca movement in this country is extremely popular and it's pop in its and, and, and it's current, but we don't talk about soca in a Jamaican context. The gospel scene is vibrant and very modern and very popular among our, 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 our population. Yet all of these are selectively omitted. I will focus on DJs. I will focus on, we even sometimes kind of kind of subdue the reggae artists that still are around. We subdue the artists that are doing fusion music and doing alternative type of music. I will focus on call everything dancehall. If it's popular, it's dancehall. And I well, think that's, that's a major that's problem. A problem. No, the categorization, the categorization issue and the issue, the problems of definition are, are critical to, to um, the development of any genre of, of, of any culture. I mean, we have to be able to identify, isolate, differentiate, and, 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 and really define. And I think we, we have failed miserably in terms of how we have assigned definition to the various aspects of our music. And that in itself has implications for international recognition because sometimes we don't differentiate them sufficiently to make people understand that this is something, yeah, this is something else out of Jamaica. And I mean, take, take for example, I mean, I was just, um, talking earlier about E.J. Brown's When You Love with Peter Ashburn, which to me is a classic piece of Jamaican music. Clyde, Clyde yeah? I have to stop you. We, we're running out of time. So that's it for another episode of Echoes in the Bones. My name is Dennis Howard and my special guest was Clyde McKenzie. See you next time on Echoes in the Bones. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please subscribe to the show and give us a five-star review and even drop us a comment if something really stood out to you.